This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. You know, a producer's job never really ends, especially when you have a daily show like this one. And uh, we have a couple of producers. We got Grant Hardy chasing stories. We got Matt Agnew back and Jeff Ryman. But everybody else is really just associate producing as well. Little things here and there to add color to the show. We'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody's willing to add more color to today's show. Aside from the absolutely fantastic conversations we already have lined up for you for this two-hour show, of course, it's Kelly and Ramya with Kelly McDonald and Ramya Amadan. What do you expect me to do? Move on. <laughs> no, you expect like people to keep entertainment, you but engaged. Yeah. All right. All and right. Not just me, we'll the get, listeners as well. We'll get everybody else here to do it. You just settle back there. Everybody will oh. deliver and take care of you oh, here. Thank you. So kind. Our next guest will definitely take the bull by the horn here. Always good topic, serious. Or sometimes laughs. Let's see what we've got in store today as we welcome Fern Lulliman from the UK for our bi-weekly UK check-in. What's on your mind? I'm Fern Lullum from the UK, and whether serious, silly, or somewhere in between, I've got you covered. Let's face it, the most effective therapy is a chat with your bestie. Again, fantastic topic. Not quite sure where we'll go with it, folks. Settle back and listen in. Today we're talking about uh, attachment theory and what it might mean for our relationships, Fern. Yes, that is right, Kelly. I'm already a bit nervous about that, um, about the producers bringing a bit of colour. What are they going to do? I feel like I'm in for something that I'm not expecting here. Yeah, truly. Okay, let's just... uh... If it makes I, it I think somebody, I, none of us know. None of I us. I think know. somebody's going to walk in there with a pail of water and wake Rummy up. Oh no, let's not do that. <laughs> that's what I'm suggesting. Go ahead, guys. I don't as mind. I give you permission. Not me. That's fine. That's me too. They got to have yes. a long arm to get me or you. We are. That's very true. I'm safe here. Um, we are talking about attachment theory today, Kelly. Um, we are going to be delving into our relationships. So if you are having maybe a fight with your friends or harsh words with your other half, let's sort that out and make sure, you know, try and make everyone happy again. I like okay. it. harsh words with your other half as a podcast oh, title. That's yeah. a good one. Nice. <laughs> okay, Fern. So let's start simple. What is attachment theory? Well, attachment theory. So first and foremost, I always like to stress that a theory is just an idea. So quite often when we hear these things, and especially because they, you know, psychological concepts that have been around for ages, it's very easy to think like this is the be all and end all. A theory is just an idea put forth by somebody. So if you think this is all complete rubbish, I, I should really pre- preface every time I come on the show mm. by saying, if you think this is rubbish, <laughs> just don't listen to me, it's fine. Um, That's a disclaimer, this... right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe we should put that on my intro. Um, so uh, basically, a theory um, was put, put forward by John Bowlby in the late 1950s that was called attachment theory. And it's all about how your earliest caregivers, so that could be your parents, or that could just be somebody that was looking after you when you were very young, kind of forms how you look at relationships, gives you a kind of a blueprint for what to expect in relationships. And 
from, from that, you either gain a secure attachment style or an insecure attachment style. And then later on, um, another psychologist called Mary Ainsworth came onto the scene and she did some research in this department as well. And she defined out of this secure attachment and insecure attachment, four different styles for very you know um specific styles that were different in terms of their attachment and that is what we're going to be talking about today wow yeah and then tiktok has taught me that it even gets deeper and more subcategorized from there <laughs> so it's like in a minute so uh, all in a minute track. it's all the stuff that happens in a minute on tiktok right mm -hmm. well now they got 10 minute videos don't you know okay so tell I us did not yeah Ooh. trust me i gotta speed that up anyway uh, tell us about Six the time speed. different attachment styles, Fern. You said four? Yes, there are four. Now, the first one is secure attachment. The second one is uh, anxious or ambivalent attachment. The third one is avoidant attachment. And the fourth one, kind of like um, an offshoot of the avoidant attachment, if you will, but it's called fearful attachment. So those are your four. Mm. And I will you know, break those down for you further if you wish. Okay, yeah, please, Fern, give us a brief overview of what each style might influence in somebody's actions. Okay, well, secure attachment is the one that I'm always fascinated by because I'm not sure, this is why I kind of preface this with this is just a theory, because is anyone really completely secure? And the answer, I, you know, because I checked all of this, I did a bit of my research, the answer is no, nobody is completely secure in all situations at all times. Uh -huh. Nobody is perfect, right? We're all just human. But if you are predominantly secure, you have a, a more secure attachment style than any of the others, it just means you're able to regulate your own emotions a bit better. You're able to have you know not necessarily not fights in relationships but when fights and stress come up you're you're able to handle it better you know so you you're able to kind of go oh okay i'm going to stay calm i'm going to take a step back and i'm going to sort of think about how we can handle this and communicate in a healthy way now let's get on to insecure attachments because i think that's the one that we're we're most usually um more used to uh, more familiar with mm -hmm. so i'm going to start with anxious um attachment because I am very familiar with this one, uh, hint, hint. Uh, basically, <laughs> anxious attachment is where you fear that somebody might not like you anymore, you know, might sort of abandon you, if you will. And in order to mitigate that, it's very performative anxious attachment. So basically, you're trying to please people all the time. You're trying to keep them on side. You will do anything. You know, let me do a tap dance for you. Let me do whatever... I can to keep you loving me and thinking that I'm worthwhile because quite often with an anxious attachment, we don't actually think we're very worthwhile underneath the surface ourselves. So we need right. to look to others to give us that love. And we need a lot of reassurance that they still love us because if we don't hear from them for a while, we get scared and we need them to say, it's okay. I still like you. Okay, mm. so that's anxious in a nutshell. Um, then we have avoidant, which essentially the principle is the same. We're all afraid that people are going to leave us. But the difference between anxious and avoidant, kind of two sides of the same coin, is mm. that avoidant, mm. whereas anxious is kind of like, oh, come, come back to me, you know, and I'm going to perform for you. Avoidant does the opposite. Avoidant turns the other way. And if you have an avoidant attachment style and you think somebody is leaving you, you will just go, well, I don't care. I can take care of myself. I can give myself everything I need. I don't even want you and like you anyway, right? Because it's easier to kind of take yourself out of the game mm. and not be vulnerable because if I don't care about you, then you can't hurt me. That's essentially. right. You can't hurt me. Yes. Yeah. 
And then finally, we have fearful, which is basically a mix of anxious and avoidant. So it's the Katy Perry hot and cold, come here, go away. It's always kind of mixed messages. You never quite know what to expect, basically, from a fearful avoidant. Oh, yeah. Well, that mm. kind of sums it up. Um, do people with the same attachment style, because I think we're all kind of thinking of this in the, the background, right? Like, who do we become drawn to, if you will? So do people with the same attachment styles often form relationships or friendships with each other? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you would think so. You would think that that would work. You know, you've both got the same attachment style. You'll understand each other. You'll get each other. But interestingly, we don't do that. We just like to torture ourselves, essentially. We like to go after people who have completely different, because sometimes the opposite attachment style to us. And I think... In a way, that's quite, you know, on the surface, that sounds like a nightmare. But I think yeah. within yeah. that is quite a helpful thing because we're often seeking the thing that we're not so good at. So, for example, I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm more the anxious attachment style naturally without having, you know, done any work on myself or anything like that. I would be anxious. And so I might go after, you know, and be in a relationship or a friendship with someone who's more avoidant because they're better at being independent and not needing other people. And so I see something in them that I go, oh, I need a bit of that. Mm. Let's be in a relationship together. But obviously the downside of that is quite often you don't understand each other because you are operating yes. in two completely different ways. Yep. Yeah. And you may two not even be spaces. conscious of all, any no. of this stuff, which means you're constantly being triggered potentially. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good so <fun. laughs> when we look at this, Fern, give us an example that might happen between two people who have different attachment styles. Yes. So let's take early dating. I think this is the classic case. Let's say you are in a text exchange with somebody that you've just started dating and all of a sudden they stop replying, right? How are you going to react to that? So a secure person, a secure attachment, um, somebody, they would kind of say, okay, they've stopped replying. I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to leave it for a while and just see what happens. I'm going to notice that this is something that this is a bit odd, you know, I wonder what's going on here, but I'm not going to kind of freak out and get all, you know, up in arms about it. I'm just going to see what happens. And I might talk to them about it at some point and say, Hey, what, what was that? Oh, yeah, I didn't hear from you for a while. Right. Nice. Calm. That's what we all want to be. Right. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. there's me. This anxious attachment <laughs> um, where you you go mad, right? You just think, oh my God, they don't like me anymore. What can I do? And you'll just start, you'll you'll just keep kind of messaging them and saying, oh, would you like me to come over? You know, I can, I can bring you around some goodies if you like. You know, I will do anything just to get you to talk to me again because I'm scared now that you don't want to talk to me anymore and I need to do something to change that. Mm. Avoidant, avoidant attachment. And um, if you have that, you might just go, okay, well, I don't care. And you might just kind of put your phone away and not look at it for the rest of the day and just go, I don't need you anyway. I'm fine as I am, right? That's an avoidant. And with a fearful avoidant person, like I say, it's it, especially, you know, we're talking about text messages. This is very mixed messages. You might kind of, at one point you might think, oh, I need to do stuff. You know, I need to try and get them back. And at another moment you might just think, well, I don't care. And that can kind of change very quickly because you're, you've got kind of, both of those styles all mixed into one. Mm. Complicated. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, what can you do to lessen the 
I guess, disagreements between you and somebody you know who has a different attachment style than you? If you can kind of pinpoint some of these scenarios, especially the tactile ones, like with the text messaging. Yes, exactly. So what we need to think about here is that it's kind of like you're in a figure eight. So the more you do the thing that you do in your attachment style, the more the other person will kind of delve into theirs. So to give you an example to, to kind of explain what I mean, if I'm anxious and I am in that situation with an avoidant person, the more I go, hey, come, come back to me, come back to me, the more they're going to go, no, like stop mm. smothering me, leave me alone. This is, you know, because the anxious style is, is uh, more afraid of being kind of, their independence taken away from them, right? They're, they're all about kind of like, this is, my, I need my personal space. I don't right. want to be kind of forced into something that I'm not okay with, or I don't want to do right now. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're kind of like saying, no, now I need you to talk to me now. I don't want to wait. Um, so the more you kind of dive into your style and do the things that you're used to doing, the more the other person will kind of delve more into theirs and so you're just getting further and further apart so the most important thing is to really notice your style and think what can I do to break this cycle how am I reacting right now that might just be kind of triggering the other person to behave in exactly the way that I don't want them to behave and what can I do to kind of mitigate that and of course as I always say the best way is communication talk to them about it you know have that secure healthy conversation with them tell them what things mean to you because sometimes people don't realize that when they're acting in a certain way we assign all of these meanings to that in our head and that other person might not assign the same meanings right at all. right so by explaining Absolutely. that and saying, when you don't talk to me i get scared that maybe you don't like me anymore they can just go no god that doesn't that's not what it means for me at all like that's not i don't want you to think that way and by voicing it then we can just have that conversation have it out and it's all sorted yeah fern we're real tight on time but i think this is pretty important if we touch on this one can having a disability influence your attachment style Yes, I think it can. As I always say, not necessarily, but I do think that when you have a disability, you have a certain self-perception sometimes based on, you know, societal misconceptions and, and barriers and all the things, the challenges that we face where you may not think so highly of yourself and then in turn that can affect all of your relationships. So it definitely can have an impact on how you feel you know, if you feel someone is likely to want you or is likely to abandon you. And then, of course, you can react to that by either trying to cling on to them or by just saying, I don't need you anyway. Wow. A lot, Fern, today. Thank you very much. A lot to think about, especially when we take that honest look in the mirror at ourselves um, and hopefully be able to say, hey, yeah, and maybe support ourselves a bit better. Thank you. Absolutely. And make sure you have a good relationship between you, the two of you, okay? No mm. arguing. Uh all right, no arguing. I'm observing a well, lot maybe based on, on this convo. <laughs> it's all Bert theories after Lullum. all. Bird Lullum joins us every other Thursday, opposite what in the world here on the program. Every Thursday, to cap off the first hour, we have The Buzz, and Beth Deer is going to be here with a story about a service dog that led a blind senior home after he was stranded by a taxi. Mm, sounds very familiar, like every other day. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Rumya. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.
Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.